Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby of Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Me and Jared were working for Charlie Carnahan, just between here and Elbert. And when we got done, Charlie looked at us two cowboys and he said, Hey, I got this heifer over here in another pasture that's got some, uh, kind of got a, a case of foot rot and she's limping around. Would y'all mind going and roping her and doctoring her? And of course, you know, asking two cowboys if they want to go rope something is like asking a kid if you want a piece of candy, you know? And we were like, well, yeah, Charlie, we'd be glad to do that. Yes. Get to go rope something. And so anyway, he's like, well, y'all go on over there. Here's the pasture. Here's the medicine. And, and so we got everything loaded up and we put our horses in the trailer and we drive down there and we get our, we get our horses out and we go out there and we're trotting out across there. And the day was, it was overcast and a little bit misty and everything. Man, it was a great day to be a cowboy. And we get out there and we cross this little creek and everything. And we get over there and, and we spot her. Hundred black cows and and here's this one and you can see her kind of limp and she can still move pretty good but you can tell she's hurting a little bit and so Jared's on dancer and I think I don't remember if I was on Ace or Fiona I think I was on Ace that what was I on was I on Fiona I couldn't remember and so anyway I'm on Fiona and we go across there and and Jared gets over there and I mean he pops her up and here she goes and of course dancer he's fast as can be and Jared throws a nice loop right along the fence right in front of his horse's nose. Uh, loop lays right over and he pulls it tight and he dallies up and he stops her just as pretty as you can be never a miss or anything and I come in there and 30 minutes later I got her healed <laughs> I like to set up my shots Ty always tells me take it slow take it slow I didn't do a thing Ty told me to do I got so frustrated, and, and here's the thing, Jared drags her out there, and of course, you know, him and Dancer and that heifer were moving 9,000 miles an hour when he roped. He had a 60-foot rope, and he had about three and a half inches left. And so she's from here to the back of the deal, and I'm trying to heal her, and Jared can't get, uh, he can't get short on her. He'd try to ride up, and she'd take off, or the other cows would come and hit the rope and, you know, nearly jerk it out from his hand, and it was just kind of a wreck. But even in all of that, when he's trying to get short and get short and everything, as soon as he got it roped, and I think it was the, when I took my first loop and tried to heal that heifer, hell, I'm talking, here comes Hell, and I, now it wasn't big. I mean, me and Jared, it wouldn't matter if it's baseball, man. We double tough. That wouldn't, that wouldn't have stopped us. It wasn't big, but still, you know, you're just, I mean, you're getting pelted by hail. And so anyway, Jared's trying to get short. I'm getting, these other cattle are like, Hey, what do you got on you? So he, they got like 900 around her. It's just a wreck. And so Jared keeps trying to get short and I'm trying to remember everything uh, Ty and, and Sean and Kevin Hall and these other guys and even Jared have taught me about big loop roping, which I've always big loop rope. I just had a 30 foot rope. And so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to throw hip shots and I'm, I'm throwing turnovers, but it ain't because I'm throwing a turnover. It's because the wind is blowing about 4,000 miles an hour. And so anyway, I am getting frustrated, frustrated. So, so I, 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 uh, I eventually get mad and I lose my temper. And Jared's like, hey, we got all the time in the world. We've been out here for four hours. It ain't going to hurt us to be out here another 20 minutes. Just take your time. And I'm like, I'm, I'm working on Fiona, practicing. He's like, yeah, I can see that. And so finally, 
she just gets to windmilling around Jared, and Jared and Dancer are just turning in circles like this, going around, going around, going around, going around. And I just channel my inner Phil Spence and come in like a team roper, and I just finally just heal her. And it is the neatest loop. I mean, it looked like Speed Williams and Rich Skelton, sort of. Just use your imagination. And it loops up in there, and I jerk my slack like that. And Fiona does something, and my loop just falls right off. Tear rolled down my face. Couldn't believe that everything's going so wrong. But finally, I mean, it wasn't that long. It was only about, I'd say it was four hours. It was more like two and a half. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't that long. And finally, I got her done, and, you know, Roker had a, had a good shot, and Jared had to get off. And whenever he get off, he got a big old deal of iodine, right? It's all over him now. He's got a syringe, and he's putting iodine on. He's got it all over his leggings and everything, and I'm sitting back there on Fiona, backed up, holding his heifer. And as soon as we get done, if you don't believe me, I have an actual picture that I took. You can see my horse's head. You can see Jared. He's got iodine all over his hands, and the sun is completely out. After we finally got that critter roped and everything, it's been hailing on us. It's been raining on us. We're soaked to the bone. As soon as we get done, Jared is fixing to take the rope off, and the sun comes out. Just as nice and as pretty as you've ever seen. You know what? I hear people all the time, you will see today that we've got some baptisms today. And one of the questions that I always get asked, one of the main things is, what now? I mean, when you start following Christ, I mean, you know that you have to accept him as your Lord and Savior, but it's like, yeah, I'm here. And you get saddled up with Christ and you're like, now what? Today, we are going to talk about the now what. Acts chapter 17, around verse 24 or 25, the Apostle Paul is in Athens filled with this Holy Spirit that Jesus said that he would give. And he's talking to the people in Athens, and he said, you know what? I can see that you're real religious. I see temples over here, and you got names. You've even got a temple over here, and it says to the unknown God. But I am here to tell you that that God is known. Then he goes on to say he does not live in houses made by human hands. And then he says something very, very, very powerful that a lot of people don't understand when they're riding for Christ. He says, this God does not reside in a temple made by human hands, and he has nothing that he depends on a human for. The point is, did you know that there is nothing that you can do for God to make him happy? Why? Not that he's not pleased when one of his kids comes to him, but God is completely happy in who he is. It's a sad fact, but you know what? God doesn't need you, okay? You're not going to fulfill some part of God that is unfulfilled. He is completely happy. He is completely perfect in his perfection. He doesn't need us. We need him. Does that make sense? Too many people, religion is an attempt at man to manipulate God and get something from God. But when you have a relationship with Christ, it is the other way around. It is our way of getting to God. And he allows us to share in his glory, to bask in his love, to ride with him because he knows that in him is the only thing that will fulfill us. It is the only thing that will make us happy. He does not need us. The, there is no, like, you are not going to thwart the, the grand scheme of God 
by something that you do or something that you don't do. God is perfect, perfect, he is perfect. God is perfect in everything that he is and everything he does. He doesn't need our temples. He doesn't reside there. He resides in our hearts. He doesn't need you to do anything. Well, God needs me because if it wasn't for me. No, it, it doesn't work like that. He has no need of human hands. We need God, and we've got to get over this mentality that we can do something to please God. He is pleased when he allows you to share in his glory, and by that, he wants us to come to him. He said, I will pave a way for you. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through the Son. You have, he has paved the way for you to get to him. To think that he's, that there's something more than that is to think that Jesus wasn't enough. Now, with that being said, what do you do? In Colossians 2, 6 and 7, and I will allow you to read that, the Apostle Paul says three things in there. He says that you need to be rooted in Christ. You need to do what you were taught. And you need to be overflowing with thankfulness. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. He said, now that you have accepted Christ, now what you need to do is to be rooted in him. You need to be anchored with him. In other words, you need to get short. When we're out there doing this big loop roping and I'm still learning and I wish that every one of y'all could learn to do it with us just because there are so many applications and different ways of seeing our relationship with Christ. Whenever you get out there and you get something roped, the very first thing that you want to do if you want to be very successful is you got to get that critter right up next to you nearly as close as you can because when you got a hundred foot of rope sticking out there, it's going to get tangled up in other cattle. It's going to get tangled up in other people's horses. It's just a bad deal. So once you get one rope, the first thing that you do is you go and you get close. You get tight. You get short. And that's what the Apostle Paul says. He says, be rooted in Christ. He wants us right up next to him. Because when we got stuff wheeling out there and going all different directions, we just get ourselves in a wreck. We got to get close to God. And how do we do that? How do we get short with God? In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, the Apostle Paul says, and I'm paraphrasing, he says, make yourselves a living sacrifice unto him, for this is your true and spiritual act of worship. There are people, religious people, think that worship involves a church. It does not. The Apostle Paul says your true and spiritual act of worship is offering yourself as a living sacrifice to God each and every day. You get up in the morning, you say, God, I'm yours. The Lord's Prayer, thy will be done. God, today, I don't care what I'm doing. I'm going to do everything as up unto the Lord. I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to do what you say to do. I'm going to be who you want me to be. I'm going to go where you want me to go. And I'm going to do it for all for you. The Apostle Paul says, offer yourselves as living sacrifices, for this is your true and spiritual act of worship. And then in verse 2, he says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. To be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He doesn't say go out there and, and, and start a Bible study or, or, or go on a mission trip. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. But you know what? We don't have spiritually mature believers because they can't even get the very, 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 very first part right. 
just walking around squawking and honking, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But we have to understand that the very first thing when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and to be honest with you, I really don't like that either, because that's like saying, well, you know what, I guess I'll accept you. You ought to fall flat to your face and thank God that He allowed you the choice. This is your true and spiritual act of worship, is to offer yourself as a living sacrifice. You want to get short with God? You want to rope that critter that is our lives, and you want him, you want your relationship to be as close as you can. Why? Because in verse 2, it says, Then you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, because if you do this, you will be able to know God's pure and perfect will for your life. Wow. You're not going to suddenly know what God wants you to do just because you have read some passages out of the Bible or attended a couple of church services or even said just the words only, well, I accept Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior, so I now know exactly what God wants for my life. It doesn't work like that. you got to get short with Him. you got to get close to Him. you got to offer yourself as a living sacrifice every single day. You do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And let me offer this right here. You know what? And I'm not talking about when I say do not conform to the patterns of this world. Don't do what the world does. Can anybody look at you and know that you're different? That's a tough question. For many years, I claimed to know Jesus Christ. But you couldn't have spotted me in a crowd that I was any different than anybody else. Could somebody spot you? Are you really different? Or are you just patting yourself on the back saying that you're different? Have you been transformed? It is the mark of the believers that we no longer conform to the patterns of this world. Our, is the only difference between us and somebody else is the fact that we go to church and we say we believe something, but nothing in our life is letting on that that's exactly how we believe? No. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you can't do that until you offer yourself as a living sacrifice each and every day. Get short. Get close to God. A lot of you, I know you believe, but man, you your relationship with God is a 100 feet out there just wheeling around, and you're chasing stuff around, trying to do what's right, when all He wants you to do, and the only thing that you can do right now is just to get short with Him. Get up next to Him. Let Him help you. Let Him show you. The second thing that Paul says in Colossians 2, 6 and 7, is he talks about doing what we were taught. Doing what we were taught. And in James chapter 1, what James, it, and I, I've, I've said a lot about James over the past few weeks, and, and I know somebody told me, he said, I went home and read James. Oh. James is like your grandpappy. He don't mince words. He just tells you exactly like it is, and if you don't like it, tough cookie. James just flat out tells you, he says, you know what? He said, don't just talk about it. Don't just talk the talk, walk the walk. He said, get rid of all this filth and evil in your lives. And he said, don't just be listeners of the word, be doers of the word. You know, you can get on the internet right now, and if you want to learn to big leap rope, you can, you can read books. You can read books. You can watch videos. They'll show you. But you know what? There is nothing in the world that will take the place of getting on your pony and swinging a loop. And too many people, they want to read about God. They want to watch the TV and see what, you know, Joyce Meyer or Joel Osteen, and I don't have a problem with any of them, I'm just saying. They want to listen and they want to say amen, but then they don't go practice at all. And then they worry that whenever they get in a wreck, they're like, why me, God? Because you ain't been practicing. You're just chasing a heifer out there, getting frustrated. 
And once in a while, when you do get a loop, something happens and it falls off and you're even madder than you were before. we got to be doers of the Word. Folks, you've got to practice. And I ain't talking about practicing out there. It starts practicing in your home. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Did you know that you've got neighbors living in you? They're called your spouse and your kids. You can't love somebody else until you learn to love them. You can't love the guy across town until you love the one that lives next to you. And the Bible also says, why are we sitting here patting ourselves on the back for loving only those that love us? Even sinners can do that. Are you different? Can you practice? If you want, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you want to learn how to really ride with Christ, we make it into the, like this big thing that, oh, I got to do this and I got to do that. No, you don't. Man, just get short. Get short with God. Man, get, get up next to Him. Paul calls it rooted in Christ. I call it getting him right up next to him so I can hear what he says, so I can see what he's doing, so he can tell me what to do, so that I can watch him and learn by example and then go home and practice it. It's not, Christianity isn't some fuzzy feeling like a microchip posted in your, you planted in your head that all of a sudden you're going to be a good Christian. Man, you've got to practice it. It's called growing. It's called growing. Where are you at? Have you gotten short with God? And I ain't talking about, I'm talking about in a cowboy sense. Are you right up next to God? Are you way over there? It's time to get right up next to God. And it's it's time to start practicing what we say we believe. Instead of just, I mean, come on, cowboys. There ain't nothing that y'all hate more than somebody that merely talks the talk and don't walk the walk. Talk is cheap. We don't need, this world is filled with cheap Christianity. How are we different? Because we're going to walk the walk here. I'm going to encourage y'all to walk the walk. And if you ain't walking the walk, I'm going to come up behind you and I'm going to hit you with a long yellow hot shot. And I'll expect some people to do that to me too. We're all on the same team. We're all out on the same gathering. Get short. Start practicing. And it starts in your homes. It starts with yourselves. You want to practice? Practice on that, that cowboy, that cowgirl that you see in the mirror every day. You want some practice? Man, when you can learn to overcome them, (laughs) you are well on your way, cowboy. Get short. We need to practice. And the third thing that we need to do is get the job done. In Colossians 2, 6 and 7, Paul says you you need to be rooted in Christ so that you can be built up by the things that you were taught, and then you will be overflowing with thanksgiving. When you are overflowing with thanksgiving, you notice the word then. Then you will be overflowing with thanksgiving. Then the love of Christ can start spilling out of you onto other people. And I've often tried to figure out a way to explain this to people. Did you know that on the Rockerby Ranch, and, and I, I, I'm just, I'm just curious to know if any of you other ranchers, when we moved to Hoodoo Camp, there was somebody living there, and that somebody was a white goose that stood about this tall, and he was a mean son of a gun. That was his place. And I tell you what, he walked around, and I mean, whenever he put his wings out, he was a big son of a gun. He'd arch his own neck like a rattlesnake and honk, honk, honk. He'd come at you. Even big old boys would be like, hey, dang, what's the matter with that bird? But just, you know, walking around, just flapping his wings, not doing a dadgum thing, just flapping his wings and honk, 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 honk. You're like, shut up. What's the difference in that goose? And that eagle that Christy saw when she went to the airport the other day, she said it was the coolest thing. She's driving down the road, there's a bald eagle right beside her truck, about 10 feet off the ground, just... <sighs> says one of the most beautiful things she ever seen. What's the difference in that goose and the bald eagle? 
One is pretending to fly, and the other one's doing it. How does flight work? Do you know? And I'm not going to break up with you if you don't think, if you don't know this. I can tell who comes to church all the time. The wing is shaped in a certain way that when air goes underneath it and air goes over the top of it, it creates lift. A plane, a bird, they don't have any other choice except to fly. When things are going and you got, you got wind going underneath the wing, wind going overneath the, overneath the wing, that's a word, overneath. You got wing underneath and wind overneath, it flies. It does. I've seen it. I've experienced it. Thank goodness I've experienced it. But what happens whenever something goes wrong? It's called a stall. Then it falls out of the sky. You got to have two things, wind going underneath the wing and wind going overneath, uh, overneath the wing. I'm going to use it. I'm not going to let it go now. And it creates lift. But is it the plane's power that is doing it or is it God's design? It's God's design. But you know what? We have a lot of so-called Christians that are just like that goose. They're no more flying than anything. They just hop up and flap their wings and do a bunch of honking, and they ain't doing nothing except chasing people off. Does anybody, has anybody else seen that? Honk, 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 honk. And they all get together like, yeah, we fly, watch. Just because you're in the air for 1.1 seconds, you ain't flying. I'm sick of all of this pretending. Because it is the power of the Holy Spirit in two ways. Remember in Acts chapter 1, when Jesus said, I will send the power of the Holy Spirit so that you can fulfill the mission I've given you to go out into all the world, to make disciples of all men in all nations. He gives us a boldness. He gives us a confidence. He gives us the words. He gives us the courage, the honesty, the respect, the integrity, the strength, and the trust to go out and fulfill what he called us to do. And you know what? Some people may exhibit those things without Christ, but they're just jumping up in the air and flapping their wings. I'm talking about doing what the Bible says where we soar on wings like eagles. That's what God wants for all of us, not to be a bunch of gooses running around, honking our, flapping our wings, not flying at all, convinced that, boy, we're doing the right thing. Now, we need to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. Those things that he gives us so that we can fulfill our mission. And he gave each and every one of us our mission. He said, live for me. Tell other people about the good news, that they can have everything that I have offered. What's the other thing? Because I said, that's the wind flowing underneath. What about the wind flowing overneath? In Galatians 5.22, it's called the fruit of the Spirit. One is the power of the Spirit. The other is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, and faithfulness. I always forget that one. Christy always has to remind me. I'm like, what's that other one? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, and faithfulness goes in there somewhere. Not sure. That's what happens when you fly. It's not something that you act. It's not something you pretend. That is your bearing fruit. Have you ever seen an orange tree go, to pop an orange out? No, it just happens. Just pooped an orange. No, it don't happen. It happens naturally. No fiber needed, man. It's all God's power. Get the job done. You've accepted Jesus Christ. Now what do you do? You get short. Get right up next to God. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Offer yourselves as living sacrifices. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't do what the world does. Be different. Be Christ-like. 
The second thing is you need to practice. You can't, this isn't just going to come naturally. I mean, just because I watch a video on YouTube doesn't mean that I can go to the Buck Brandman Classic and be a pro. It ain't going to happen. It may not ever happen, but that's not the point. You got to get close to God. You got to practice. And the third thing is you got to get the job done, but it's not your power that will get it done. It is the Holy Spirit's power working through you that's going to get it done. We all need to do these three things. Throw all that religion crap and just throw it out the window. You be rooted in God. Get, get short. Practice and get the job done. And one other thing, when you saddle up and you start doing this, I don't care what them TV preachers tell you. Here's a word of warning. Hell's going to break loose. Hell is going to break loose. You are going to find yourself frustrated in your ride. Things are not going to go right in your ride with God. You're going to make mistakes. Things are going to happen that you have no control of. It's not going to be this farting Skittles and French kissing unicorns. Okay? It's not going to happen. It's going to be rough. All hell will break loose. But I promise you, if you will get close, if you will practice, and you will get the job done with a power, with the power of the Holy Spirit flowing underneath you and overneath you, when the job is finished, you will see the sun. Listen up. This is Kevin Weatherby of Save the Cowboy. You want to hear the most exciting news since the invention of toilet paper? Save the Cowboy wants to start a church in your area. We have a new program called Save the Cowboy Line Camps, and if you've been wishing that there was a Save the Cowboy in your area, then God is probably laying it on your heart to help me start one. Just go to savethecowboy.com and you can email me for more information. Come on, cowboys and cowgirls. Let's all do our part in this gathering. Are you looking for some premium quality horse hay? You need to give my friends, Rod and Brenda Denning at Hitchin Post Hay, a call right now. 303-324-8217. This is the hay that I feed my horses. Give them a call, 303-324-8217, and tell them thank you for bringing y'all this program today.